Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Okay, so welcome everyone to this session. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Bill Muhlenberg. Bill is the author and I guess blogger, if you like, of Culture Watch, uh, which has been going for quite a few years now, something I've been following myself for a number of years, and he comments on the issues of the day, and particularly from a biblical perspective, which is what we're very uh, keen to hear, his perspective on a number of issues that we're going to talk about today. Uh, so welcome, Bill. Thanks for uh, being with us today. Well, thanks for having me, Alex. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Look, I thought we'd uh, dive straight into the topic of socialism. It seems to be uh, popping up more and more uh, in the Western world. In fact, uh, I saw a recent survey from Harvard saying that 51% of Americans that are aged between 18 and 29, so millennial type generation, uh, reject capitalism. Uh, which, you know, is generally associated with a free market view uh, and, you know, tend to subscribe more to a, a socialist view. Um, so I, thought, I found that frightening in one sense, but I thought I'd like to start with definition. So I guess, uh, what, how, how do you define socialism? Because I think having, that, having a meaning behind it is, is critical to, before we can, you know, get, get into it. How do you define socialism? Yeah, well, we can go into plenty of detail here, but we'll try to keep it simple. Uh, I probably should preface my remarks by saying at one point, uh, I must confess I was a socialist and a Marxist uh, back in my wild youth. Uh, mind you, <laughs> I got saved at age 18, but I did a lot of Fantastic. wild stuff before then. <laughs> so, <laughs> From about uh, 14 to 18, I was, you know, reading Marx and Engels and Lenin and uh, part of the... Oh, wow. What, well, it was hardcore. Part of I was going to say, that's, that's true. That's true. A true believer, that is. Well, uh, I, was, I was into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Part of the counterculture, you know, the late 60s in America, the whole uh, rebellion scene. Uh, I was into it big time. Until in 1971, I got saved. So obviously I had a change of heart since then. And yeah. uh, you'll be pleased to know I'm no longer a Marxist. And certainly uh, <laughs> pleased, yeah. Well, I'm interviewing good. the right person, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, Marx himself, of course, uh, talked about the abolition of private property as the, uh, you know, the real essence of what he was on about socialism was to be the stage that led to full communism and so on. But what, well, besides the theory, we have basically the track record, right? We've got mm. the last century or so of Disaster. every failed uh, attempt and yeah. uh, it hasn't looked good. Uh, the masses have suffered, empty uh, food stores, uh, impoverished uh, people everywhere. The elites do very well. well but Klaus, yeah, it's, Klaus Schwab is trying to do the same thing all over yeah, again. Well, oh, exactly. Yeah. And you've done uh, things on the Great Reset. So you're, you're fully up on just how bad this is. He's Yeah, he's looking for the same thing. One of his uh, folks made that famous line about you will own nothing, nothing. and you'll mm. be happy. Well, actually, we're part, you and I and others, we're part of the Great Resist 
we mm. will own something and you guys won't be happy. That's, you know, that's where <laughs> we have to go here. Absolutely. Uh, the socialism, it's, it's a good theory, right? It sounds nice. You know, it's compassionate, caring for others. But A, it's never worked. And B, if you st study history just a bit, the thing that's always lifted the masses out of poverty has been the free market. Sure, mm. with all of its faults and left to itself, naked capitalism can be, you know, unchristian. Yeah. It has to have an ethical basis and a free political basis and so on. But having said that, if you want to help the masses get out of poverty, we know what works and we know what doesn't work. So uh, we don't want to go there if we're concerned about helping others. Mm. Well, just on this isms, right? We've got communism, socialism, capitalism. Are any of them close to a biblical model or should we reject as believers? Should we reject all these different isms altogether because they're man-made for one of a better expression? How should we, we look at that? Yeah, no, a very good question. Uh, in one sense, yes, we do kind of reject them all simply because Christianity is not to be equated with any one economic system, any one political system, right? Years ago, C.S. Lewis talked about the problem of Christianity and, right, whatever it is, Christianity mm. and socialism, Christianity and this or that. Uh, Christianity does transcend all these things. However, we live in a real world, right? We only have so many economic and political options. So if you put these things on a spectrum, right, which might be closer to the faith, to biblical belief, and which not so much, well, then in that sense, yeah, you say in a fallen world for all of its faults, the free market and uh, kind of conservative politics would align better with the biblical worldview than the alternatives. So uh, that doesn't mean we baptize capitalism or claim mm -hmm. it is uh, Christian, Christian but we yeah. can say, hey, it, it's pretty good, all things considered. And in a sinful world, you're never going to get the ideal system in anything. So we mm. have to take what works and what has a proven track record as opposed to what sounds good in theory, but mm. has never worked. Mm. Well, just on that, in terms of what works, what would be some of the biblical principles that do make up a, a good economic model? I mean, if we yeah. reject reject socialism and said, right, here are some biblical principles that we should build yeah. our economy on, what what would some of those be? Yeah. I mean, I think you touched on uh, yeah. the owning thing. So private ownership, I think, is probably obviously yeah. one of the critical yeah. ones. But what are some of the, if you like, building blocks? Yeah. Well, we'd have to still stay on that one. I mean, two of the Ten Commandments, right, presuppose private property, obviously mm. laws against theft. Mm. It's hard to, uh, you know, theft doesn't make much sense unless you can own something. And then uh, commandments against coveting your neighbor's goods, mm. right? Both of these commandments imply the need for private property, private ownership. Uh, the state doesn't own everything. You do. And, you know, there's all these little bits and pieces, even from the Old Testament uh, promises in the prophets about every man under his own uh, fig tree and under his own vine in the future state is that this is going to be the good stuff. This is where we're heading. Well, mm. that sounds like private ownership as well. Mm. So that has to be a big one. Uh, sure, there'd be other biblical principles. Greed is bad right? Mere materialism, consumerism, just wanting stuff for the sake of stuff. 
or that's a principle that would kind of help balance things in the free market. Mm -hmm. So the point is, well, as Proverbs says, you know, I desire neither to be wealthy nor poor. I mean, they both can have their drawbacks. God doesn't mind rich people if they're using their riches for the kingdom, right? Mm. So if you're rich and, you know, have a hundred yachts and TVs and European vacations and you never spend it on anything decent, well, that would be condemned. But if you're very wealthy, right, and you're helping others, you're contributing to Christian missions. I mean, I've known of wealthy Christians who gave away 90% of their income, mostly Mm. for kingdom work. So Mm. wealth itself isn't a problem. It's how you use it, your attitude to Uh it. That's it. So uh, those would be some more biblical principles. Uh, uh, Again, in one sense, the Bible isn't so much a political textbook or an economic textbook. And then there's the issue how much of, say, the ancient Israel, the nation of Israel, how much of their... Uh, civil government and principles, how much of that carries into the New Testament? Uh, Are we to use Israel as a paradigm for how we do things? Um, But even there, uh, I I just wrote a piece just the other day on in America, this big thing about canceling student Student debt, debt. Biden wants to spend gazillions. Perfect example uh, of socialism. <laughs> well, 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 that's just the point. I mean, I've already had Christians saying, oh, isn't this the Christ-like thing to do? So I wrote and said, well, look, uh, a classic passage that the religious left likes to focus on in the Old Testament is Leviticus 25, right? That yeah. talks about the year of Jubilee after 49 years, uh, ownership goes back to the original owner. Ah, isn't that socialism? Well, no. Uh, read the passage carefully, a couple of things. First of all, it goes back to the original owner. Mm. God was concerned that people, because of tough circumstances, they would sell themselves into indentured servitude to help pay off debts. But God, well, he said, you guys were slaves in Egypt. So I, I want you to know about slavery and you don't want to be a slave yourself. So at the end of this period, you're going to revert back to the original owner. So first of all, that's private property. That is not socialism. And secondly, it wasn't the state, right, either confiscating or redistributing property and wealth. It were individual Israelites doing that. And you say, oh, that's Old Testament. Give me something in the new. Happy, right? uh lord's prayer you know the king james and others uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors mm. same thing oh see debt forgiveness just like the students well no first of all it's <laughs> forgive us our trespasses, trespasses sins, yeah. right yeah. it's not student loans that's being talked about <laughs> and secondly it was voluntary you're doing it uh graciously out of a kind heart you're not being coerced by the government yeah. to pay for somebody else's defaulted loan. Well, it could be a credit card, could be anything, right? Should the state fa- uh, bail out failed businesses? If your credit card goes way over, should you know we force others to pay for your there's mistakes? No, it's yeah, there's no limit. Idea. There's no limit. Well, right. yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't stop. Uh, we are called to be responsible with our wealth. That's another key biblical principle. You try not to go in over your head in debt. You try to be a good steward of what God has given you. And you know, all these things you would have talked a zillion times about. Well, and the Bible uh, says the, the wicked things... the wicked don't repay. 
yeah, know, there's well, a moral responsibility yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. repay. Well, absolutely. And then you got principles like in Proverbs and elsewhere about the poor. There are the deserving poor and the undeserving poor, right? Again, as you say, the wicked, they're too lazy. They couldn't be bothered to work. Well, guess what? They're poor. But there's others who maybe through exploitation or no fault of their own find themselves poor. Well, they are deserving of help. And again, voluntary, you know, Christians helping neighbor, not forcing the state to redistribute. redistribute. Yeah. So, yeah, you got plenty of these principles, which should make it pretty clear. Uh, socialism really isn't the, the way the scripture <laughs> deals with these issues. Yeah, look, it's interesting. You know, I'm always staggered, though, by how many believers get caught up in socialism. Um, you know, and often it's from good intention. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. You know, it sounds good. It sounds moral. It sounds loving. But why do you think this is actually happening in our churches? Why do you think so many in the West and, and in churches, Christians, are getting sucked into this? Yeah. Uh, good question. And uh, probably the same reason they're getting sucked into everything, right? Whether it's climate change, promoting homosexual marriage, yeah. you name, yeah, the climate everything. change, you know, it's because the world has been having much more of an impact on the church instead of what it's supposed to be, right? The church yeah, having an impact yeah. on the world. So yeah, every trendy, often secular left agenda item that comes along the church just happily says, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll get into that. And so plenty of Christians do. They're not reading scripture as well as they should. They don't have an informed biblical worldview, but they seem to be up on what, you know, the Melbourne Age or the ABC or the New York Times are saying, right? They seem to get their Christianity from the editorial policy of the CNN <laughs> and SBS. Oh. So, um it's scary when you put it like that. <laughs> well, you get into all kinds of trouble when you Ooh, yeah. when that's how you uh, inform your that's faith and wisdom. decide how to deal yeah. with social issues. So that'd be a big part of it. Again, yeah. as we say, concern for the poor. Yeah, we should be concerned for the poor. But mm. good intentions alone don't cut it. The question is, what is the best way to help the poor? Is mm. socialism actually going to help the poor? Or is a form of the free market the best thing to help drag the masses out of poverty and give them a sense of personal responsibility, a healthy work ethic, and so on? So it's not just the intentions. You have to match that yeah. with reality. Really, with I mean, works. And I think look, if you look at Asia in the last 30 years, yeah. so many parts of Asia just had remarkable growth. And it's all yep. because the, the braces have come off and they've been allowed to do things. And yeah, human, yeah, and right. that's when human creative cre creativity kicks in, when yeah. freedom when freedom is allowed and people get to make choices, yeah. and you know, yeah. then you get human flourishing. So, sure. I mean, I guess that's very concerning from a the West point of view. Where do you see the West potentially heading? You know, what is the this? I guess the sort of inevitable outcomes if we keep following this this ideology, which seems to be almost entrenched on when you look at left and right these days, they, they all seem left to me, <laughs> but maybe that's. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, every, everything's moving left. The center is more to the left. So, yeah. you know, we who are more conservative, we look hardcore. We haven't moved. It's everybody else has been get, going further to the left. So yeah, it's, it's a worry. I mean, 
even if you just looked at the state of the church, it's the same thing. It looks like the West is going downhill pretty fast, mm. whether it's embracing socialism or the woke agenda items or the politically correct nonsense. Uh, the West and much of the church are all doing this big time, and that mm. is not going to end well. Mm. Um, well, the interesting thing is we have those who've been there and done that who are moving in the other direction, direction. right? So many yeah. of the former Eastern European nations, once under hardcore communism, now thriving, not only politically, economically, but, you know, emphasizing things like the family, marriage, mm. And rejecting all the things that the West has been running with of late. So while the West looks fairly hopeless at the moment, there's always pockets of resistance, I'll right? Say, Whether yeah. it's uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida telling yep. much of the that's rest of good. America, you guys are doing it wrong. Uh, and that's why everyone's moving there. Everyone's leaving well, California. Oh, exactly. and moving to oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're leaving California. They're leaving New York. That's right. Yeah. So people vote with their feet, right? The yeah. same thing when communism was in power. Guess what? Cubans were flocking, trying to leave Castro's Cuba to get to yeah. America. I'm yeah. not aware of too many Americans dying to get into Cuba. The that's same with sure. the Iron Curtain. It was all one-way traffic. So that alone tells you, hey, come on. People do vote with their feet. They want prosperity. They want freedom. They don't want the stranglehold of Marxism, which has always been bad for the masses, but nice for the elites if you can get that job. Yeah, and I think they also want a reward for their hard effort. You know, most of us get up every day, we go to work, and, you know, we want to provide for our families, but you want to see a reward at the end of the day. So I think uh, socialism kills off that human incentive. It does. It does. And just getting back to a basic like the student loans, right? I, I've got, as I said, my piece at kind of two and a half degrees. I got my BA, got my MA and started a PhD. So I don't know if that counts two and a half. But guess what? I, I worked my way through college, right? I was washing dishes, a security guard. I was a house painter. I had a full load as a student. Uh, I was working often full time as well, and I managed to get, you know, honors and highest honors. So it can be done. It was tough. Absolutely. It's done by a lot. The idea that I now have to subsidize all these students often who got into esoterica about, you know, oh, my thesis is on the love life of cisgendered uh, earthworms in lower guatemala <laughs> you know you know that, that's the kind of stuff that some of these guys are doing their thing and i'm supposed to subsidize that i'm oh, supposed to mad, pay for it? that because they can't get a job right they graduated yeah. they have their phd and nobody wants them well yeah. come on uh why yeah. should we we reward those who are either not responsible with uh, how they did things or you know they expect the state to give them a living And as I said in my piece, there is no such thing as the state helping anyone. It's your tax dollars that help people. The state earns nothing. It produces nothing. It simply grabs your money and dishes it out as it sees fit. Sometimes it does a good job, but often it does a bad job. So another reason not to go in that direction. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And look, just lastly on, on socialism, what do you think we can do to combat it? Like as believers... It seems to me, I mean, it's probably an issue both in the church, but even broader society. How, how do we you know, combat some of this? 
Yeah, well, as with so many of these issues, it's often a war of ideas, of ideologies. So good information is ammunition in the war of ideas. A lot of people have been brought up on the lamestream media. They, they only know the leftist version of events. That's why I've got a, a blog site, been up 15 years now, next mm. month, my 6,000th article will appear well so I've been, that's you know, I've been keeping busy i'm off that's the streets dedication. i've been writing an article a day uh i do my bit the alternative media you know fox news in america sky news in australia yeah. uh websites books conferences uh podcasts with guys like you right yeah. we have to get the word out that mm. hey what you're hearing on the abc sydney morning herald you're not getting the whole picture again, whether mm. climate change, you name it. Mm. So that's part of it. We have to get the truth out there. We have to share facts. We have to share information. Uh, sure. A lot of people run on feelings and emotion and you're not going to easily reach them. But for those mm. who do believe yet in reason and using mm. your mind for the glory of God, well, we have a job to try to educate them. And part of that means uneducating them as to all the bad stuff they've picked work. up over the years. Absolutely. Well, look, Bill, it's been fascinating talking today uh, on this very important topic because we're talking about clashing worldviews, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, so really appreciate your time today, Bill. Thanks very much. Yeah, great to be with you.